When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 330 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, September 21st, 2020. This is the morning back-to-the-grind edition of the Truth Hurts program. We have more analysis on gropey Joe Biden. The BLM thuggery continues. The No Fun League and a whole lot more right after this. This is the Truth Hurts program. Here's your host, Steve Z. Well, as I said, boys and girls, it is Monday, which means the weekend went by and lots more garbage happened, especially on the BLM Antifa front. You probably didn't hear about this story, and the local news hasn't done a great job of covering it either, and it certainly was not on the national news as a -a 24-hour-a-day wall-to-wall coverage event deemed as racist, because it all goes against their narrative. And you simply are not allowed to see what the media doesn't want you to see. Unless, of course, you're reading, supporting, or listening to great programming like The Truth Hurts. Anyway, a radical Black Lives Matter member walked into a Louisville bar known as Bungalow Joe's and opened fire on the people inside and was walked out of the building by arresting officers. He was smiling in his Justice for Breonna Taylor shirt. The shooter was 33-year-old Black Lives Matter supporter, a black man, Michael Rines. When the dust cleared, three people had died. All three happened to be co-workers. If you remember, Breonna Taylor was shot and killed by police who were serving a warrant for her and her boyfriend's involvement in a drug ring. They were black. This man, this animal, this thug, this BLM supporter, walked into a bar known to be frequented by police officers and exacted his own revenge for Breonna Taylor, a black woman he never met, never knew, and only heard of her name through the constant hype and reporting of the false narrative of systemic racism in policing. Yes, it started out as a normal Friday night at Bungalow Joe's Restaurant and Bar. Customers were finishing their drinks and their food right before closing time. But within seconds, the night turned from just an ordinary evening at Bungalow Joe's to a deadly massacre. Just before 11.30 Friday night, a 33-year-old animal walked in and shot three men sitting on the restaurant's patio. You won't see media coverage, you won't see t-shirts and hats, and you won't see the three victims' names emblazoned across the helmets of football players. 
so I'll tell you who the victims were. 24-year-old Stephen Head died at University Hospital. 26-year-old Torian Hudson and 48-year-old Scott Smallwood died at the restaurant. Rhines orchestrated a racially motivated attack. Remember, he was a black man who went into that bar, into that restaurant, and targeted white patrons. Where's the White Lives Matter movement? Rhines orchestrated a racially motivated attack. This was not a coincidental random killing. Everyone in that community knows that this bar was owned and operated by a former police officer. The thug animal was dressed in a shirt that is prized by Black Lives Matter rioters, and that's where it ends for three white people. Black Lives Matter and their Antifa co-conspirators are criminal elements currently wreaking havoc, murder, and destruction across our nation. And leaders at all levels, especially those in the Democrat Party, are doing absolutely nothing to stop them. I sincerely hope that the black community sees that this black man, this animal, this thug, this criminal, this murderer, was walked out in handcuffs and not shot 17 or 18 times like he should have been. And the madness continues. Steve Z, a man with the balls to say what we have all been thinking. Here's a quick piece. The United States Postal Workers Union has officially endorsed gropey Joe Biden. Do you now wonder why they're pushing and pushing to have mail-in voting? Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? And speaking of mail-in ballots, most of them come postage paid so as not to disenfranchise the poor. However, if you're concerned, stick a regular U.S. postage stamp over the prepaid postage paid corner at the upper right-hand side and the post office will have to, by law, process your mail-in ballot as first-class mail, not bulk mail. Just a thought. A quick wit, a massive vocabulary, a history of telling it like it is. This is the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Shifting gears for just a moment, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the No Fun League, announced on an interview with CNBC to its 37 viewers that the NFL fully intends to use NFL games and broadcasts as political propaganda all season long. When asked whether he's concerned about a drop in ratings, Goodell said he wasn't worried at all because people are sheep and will watch football games regardless of how much political propaganda he fills the broadcasts with. Well, everybody, are you a mindless sheep? Or do you have a brain enough not to watch the No Fun League this year? This from the Sheriff David Clark is Right website. The truth hunts. Joe Biden's gaffes are the gift that keep giving. I want you to listen for just a moment as he claims that 200 million Americans will die or have died from the COVID virus. What Joe Biden doesn't realize is Joe Biden is not good with numbers. And people want to let Joe Biden run the entire United States of America. That should scare the living hell out of anybody when you listen to this clip. 
they should be. It's estimated that 200 million people have died, probably by the time I finish this talk. The complication of COVID-19, like lung scarring and heart damage, could become the next deniable pre-existing condition for over 6 million Americans. I think it's worth repeating because his numbers are so damned far off. It's estimated that 200 million people have died probably by the time I finish this talk. The complication of COVID-19, like lung scarring and heart damage, could become the next deniable pre-existing condition for over 6 million Americans. You heard him. 200 million people will have died of complications from COVID-19 by the time he finishes his talk. 200 million people have died. 200 million people have died. Joe. Hey, Joe. The United States of America only has 330 million people. So if 200 million people die, that doesn't leave very many Americans left for you to rule. And since we're talking about Joe Biden and his gaffes, I must remind Mr. Biden that this is the year 2020. He needs to understand what year this is, what year he got elected, what year the Obama administration passed certain laws, because it seems again Joe is forgetting what happened when. And he claims that he worked on the Obama administration's signature 2016 climate agreement with a world leader who died in 1997. Gropey Joe said, and I quote, one of the things I'm proudest of is getting passed, getting moved, getting in control of the Paris Climate Accord, unquote. He said this during a campaign stop in South Carolina earlier this year, referencing the pricey 2016 international agreement that was later nullified by President Trump. Biden went on to say, quote, I'm the guy who came back after meeting with Deng Xiaoping and making the case that I believe China will join if we put pressure on them. We almost got 200 nations to join, unquote. Deng Xiaoping died in 1997, Joe. Don't you remember that? He's been dead for over 20 years, but unfortunately for Gropey Joe, this will just be tossed into the already massive pile of blunders, gaffes, mumbles, fumbles, and stumbles, memory lapses, and everything else that are joined to his campaign at the hip. Take a listen so I don't get quoted out of context. And folks, one of the things I'm proudest of is getting passed, getting moved, getting control of the Paris Climate Accord. I'm the guy that came back after meeting with Deng Xiaoping and making the case that I believe China would join if we put pressure on them. we got almost 200 nations to join. There you go, Joe Biden saying in the year 2016, he met with Deng Xiaoping, a man who died in Come on, people. Wake up. 
You have to understand this man has zero concept of reality. No concept of the numbers. He doesn't even know how many people he will be governing if he is elected president. The panderer known as sleepy, creepy, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, bumbling, muttering, stuttering, shuddering, puttering, mad, bad, sad, mopey, dopey, gropey, beijing, Joe Biden. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. The Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Telling it like it is. If I said the name Jake Gardner to you, what would you think? Probably not much. Now, Jake Gardner was a veteran of the United States military who served in war. He was defending his business during the riots recently. He was attacked by protesters and fired his gun to protect himself and his property. During the struggle, one of the attackers was killed. The district attorney initially said he acted in self-defense and dropped all charges, but then due to political pressure from BLM, Antifa, the defund the police crowd, he was then referred to a special prosecutor. A grand jury was convened and reversed the charges, and now a warrant was out for his arrest. His attorney said Mr. Gardner was afraid he would not get a fair trial or would likely be killed by a mob. Gardner committed suicide. Now it's beyond sad that to pander to political pressure and rioting mobs, citizens are now being arrested and jailed and prosecuted for defending themselves against Antifa, BLM, and other radical leftist organizations. Sooner or later, karma is going to get people like the district attorney and the special prosecutor who are pandering to this false narrative about race. By the way, in case you were wondering, Jake Gardner was a white guy. The animal who was trying to attack him, the thug who Jake Gardner killed in self-defense, happened to be a black person. Now, police are saying Gardner committed suicide. His defense team said his body was found around Portland, Oregon, dead, but he did not leave a note. Police in Oregon released the following information. Quote, About 2.20 p.m., Hillsborough Police Department officers responded to the 300 block of Southeast 9th Avenue after a body was found outside a medical clinic. They discovered 38-year-old Jacob Gardner of Omaha, Nebraska, dead. Gardner's attorney said he was scheduled to return Sunday evening to Omaha. Due to mounting pressure and lots of threats against his life, Jake Gardner left Omaha after the death of the thug animal who was attacking him, and he went out to California to get away from it all. The grand jury indictment was a shock to him, his attorney said. He was really shook up. He said Gardner was difficult to reach during the fires in California, but he did intend to return to Omaha. He was going to be accompanied back to Omaha by a fellow military veteran. There's no way to defend lies on social media. When you respond, it only makes things worse, the attorney said. He said Gardner was afraid of returning to Omaha and had hired a bodyguard, a fellow veteran. Jake was worried he was going to get shot on the way here that some of the folks who issued death threats against him would follow through with them. The attorney said, who can blame Gardner for not believing he would get a fair trial? He said he was frustrated that he did not have the opportunity to prove his innocence. 
According to the attorney, Gardner was inside his bar on May 30th when he heard what he thought was a bullet coming through a front window of his business. It was later identified that that noise was a pole that had shattered the glass from some Antifa BLM thugs rioting in the streets outside the bar. The attorney said people began climbing into the bar, so he pulled the fire alarm, called the police, and went out front. That's where an altercation between his father and another protester began and where Gardner's struggle ensued with the guy he murdered. I'm not going to give the animal protester, the rioter, any glorification by mentioning his name. Let's just call him the thug animal attacker. Now, Gardner was indicted on manslaughter, use of a deadly weapon to commit a felony, and attempted first-degree assault as well as terroristic threats. The man was defending his bar against a BLM riot. He was protecting himself, his father, his family, and his business. Shortly before the indictment was announced, Gardner told a local television station, quote, it's stressful. I'm more anxious now than when I was fighting in Iraq. I was in from the end of 2000 to the end of 2004. I was there in 2003 during the invasion and in Haiti in 2004 to break up the civil unrest. Gardner shot this thug animal outside Gardner's Hive Bar on May 30th. Douglas County Attorney Don Klein determined that Gardner had acted in self-defense, so he didn't file any charges in the case. But of course, that wasn't good enough for the BLM movement. They demanded special prosecutor Fred Franklin look into the matter further. You see, folks, I always say you should defend yourself, but it could end up costing you your life. Steve Z, The Truth Hurts Program. From Mr. Andy No, that's NGO in case you were wondering, from Mr. Andy No. BLM Antifa in Portland took over the street outside the Central Police Precinct after smashing up local businesses. They've blocked the road for hours. They make the passenger of the car shown in the photograph on his Twitter feed give the Black Power salute and chant Black Lives Matter. This is what it's come to, folks. Last night in downtown Portland, they're still destroying the city. Black-clad insurgents occupy the streets of Portland and operate checkpoints for motorists seeking to cross town. In order to pass, the driver must give the BLM Black Power salute, you know, fist in the air, and recite Black Lives Matter, or they're not allowed to pass. Now, these are the tactics of fascists and Nazis, and they're employed with the support of Ted Wheeler. The article goes on to say that the truck that this person was driving was found smashed up later in town. Those of you who love you some Nancy Pelosi have to understand this. Remember, she tried to impeach the president with false claims that Trump withheld aid to the Ukraine when it was actually Biden who on camera admitted to and bragged about threatening to withhold a billion dollars in aid to the Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor looking into his son Hunter and Hunter's illegal dealings. Anyway, 
Nancy Pelosi tried to impeach Donald Trump with false claims of withholding aid to a foreign country, and now she is withholding aid to Americans during this trumped-up coronavirus. No pun intended. Steve Z and the Truth Hurts program. More powerful than a double-shot espresso and a bagel. And that brings us to our last segment of the morning for September the 21st, 2020, your Monday. So you might want to grab a cup of Joe, not Biden, I meant coffee, and let's talk about 2020. I know it's only September, but I think we are long overdue for 2020, 2020, the the year year in review. So here we go. 2020, as you may remember, started out with the United States economy in the midst of a three and a half year boom, thanks to the solid economic planning fostered by President Donald Trump and his team of economic advisors. This, in an election year, was not something that the Democrats wanted everyone to focus on, for that would certainly create the environment for a landslide victory in the re-election of the Donald. 2020 began as a year filled with Democrats' constant and continual attempts to derail the Trump presidency. After three and a half years of doing everything in their power to make up lies, accusations, and allegations, which all proved to be false. The year began with naughty, nasty Nancy Pelosi doing everything she could to impeach Donald Trump. And... That impeachment attempt proved our commander-in-chief to be not guilty of any of the made-up charges against him and caused him to actually be totally acquitted. 2020 also began with something new, novel, and something the United States had not had to face in over a century. A global pandemic. The global pandemic, orchestrated in a virology lab in Wuhan, China, with financial aid from the former Barack Hussein Obama gropey Joe Biden administration, was released in China. Now, whether on purpose or accidentally, we may never know. The Chinese government was quick to blame this new strain of an old virus, the coronavirus, on a wet market where some Chinamen allegedly had some unclean dealings with a bat. The World Health Organization then called on the world to please stop referring to the Wuhan China novel coronavirus 2019 as such, because that name was actually considered racist. So they assigned a new name called COVID-19. After all, they did not want to offend any Asian folks. So they insisted the name be changed. I call it the Kung Fu Wuhan Flu, and apparently that too is offensive, but tough. Who cares? Kung Flu it is. Immediately upon hearing that there was a threat to humans by human-to-human contact and spread of this novel, which by the way means new and never before seen, virus, the U.S. President Donald Trump ordered that all travel from China to the United States be halted, stopped, ceased, and canceled immediately. The Democrats at that time, including gropey Joe Biden, nasty Nancy Pelosi, Chuckle Schumer, and several other Democrat contenders for the presidency, called Trump's actions racist 
and xenophobic. They called him a bigot. They, the Democrats that is, were too busy playing with their phony impeachment hoax. And all of them, from former President Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama, his former president, sleepy, creepy, mumbling, fumbling, stumbling, bumbling, mopey, dopey, gropey Joe Biden, wow, Nancy Nasty Pelosi, Chuckles Schumer, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Ilhan Illegal Alien Omar, Sleazy Adam Schiff, all the way down to goofy Governor Gavin Newsom and gruesome Governor Andrew Grandmother Killer Murderer Cuomo, and even further down the chain to malicious mayors like Bumbling Bill de Blasio and Louisiana's La Toilet Can't Tell, all of them condemned the swift and decisive actions of President Donald Trump. In fact, those mayors of Democrat cities and those governors of Democrat states cried on national television begging for help from the federal government because they, the mayors and the governors, failed to properly plan for, prepare for, and supply themselves for response to the virus. They called for the United States Navy to send two massive hospital ships, one to California and one to New York. They were never used. The president, acting decisively, called on the Presidential Production Act to require manufacturers to produce ventilators, respirators, and other medical devices and personal protective equipment that these mayors and governors begged for. They were produced, but were rarely used. As the year 2020 continued into March, the coronavirus was the number one topic on news networks and social media. There was widespread panic buying of many household items as people raped the shelves of every sheet of toilet paper, every can of disinfectant, and almost everything else as the leftist mainstream media promoted the false notion that everyone, everyone is, is going, going to, to die. die from a virus that the president and his advisors said was just about as lethal as the yearly flu. The president was correct. Seizing on an opportunity to bash the president, the left lined up so-called expert after so-called expert after so-called expert to refute the president's every word, hoping that the American electorate, you know, we the people, would abandon the Republican president in favor of a senile, dementia-suffering former vice president, a groper, a corrupt politician with 47 years of zero positive contributions to the nation, a draft dodger, a racist, a womanizer, a little girl groping, hair-sniffing, forgetful gaff machine named Joe Biden. After years of searching for their perfect candidate, the very best they could pin their hopes on, the very best their party had to offer was a man who failed to secure a presidential nomination by his party way back in 1988 because he was caught in lie after lie after lie, Joe Biden. The left then began a campaign to blame President Trump for, quote, not doing enough or not acting quickly enough, unquote, in combating the disease. Of course, the media failed to mention that it was, is, and always will be the responsibility of individual cities, 
followed by their governors of those states to plan for, to prepare for, to stock up for emergencies like, oh, I don't know, epidemics, pandemics, hurricanes, snowstorms, fires, and civil unrest in their own cities and states? Yeah, the media conveniently left that information out of their stories. So we were treated to story after story after miserable, poorly written, poorly edited story about how Trump failed to respond to this little virus. A virus, by the way, which even as early as April 2020 was proving to be far, far less deadly than the yearly flu. Of course, that fact did not help the left to achieve their goal of shutting down an American president. So they instructed medical examiners, coroners, and others to classify many deaths as COVID deaths. And they even went so far in some communities as to classify automobile and motorcycle crashes as COVID deaths, flu and pneumonia deaths as COVID deaths. Even if the deceased corpse had one little COVID cell in them at the time of their autopsy. They faked the numbers, fudged the figures, and fantasized a fiction to make Americans believe that the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus 2019 was deadlier than it actually is. We're still in the year 2020, and during this same time, their so-called national expert in virology, a Dr. Anthony Fauci, was being paraded on every single news outlet, telling Americans, you don't need to wear a mask. There is no reason for anyone to be wearing a mask except actual patients with COVID-19 and their immediate healthcare professionals. He said wearing a mask in public was basically silly and stupid, so don't do it. Now we move forward just a few weeks later, and the same Dr. Anthony Fauci changed his tune, I suppose after stock prices from his first announcement crashed for mask makers, and then some people jumped on the buy low, sell high bandwagon. Hmm, insider trading much anyone? Anyway, just a few weeks after telling Americans that they were stupid for wearing masks in public, Fauci reversed course and said, everyone needs to be wearing a magic mask. Graphics were developed showing cartoon figures coughing and sneezing droplets into the air. But when you put on the magic mask, the droplets simply do not fly. As April continues in 2020, the public grew weary of the nonstop bombardment of gloom and doom being foisted upon them. Terms like social distancing and flattening the curve were becoming an irritant more than a warning. Americans were already sick of the forced shutdowns of their favorite dining establishments, stores, and other businesses and recreational places. The shutdowns that were imposed had no rhyme or reason and were basically initiated in order to control the movement of Americans. It was a test to see how far they could push you or pull you. Shoe store, bad. Walmart, good, even though Walmart has a shoe section. Movie theater, bad. Democrat political rally, good. Trump rally, bad. Wheelie bad. Outdoor concerts, bad. Church, bad. Restaurants, bad. Bars, bad. 
And one day, Donald Trump was introduced to some promising medication that would help ease the pain for some suffering from the COVID-19 flu. The drug was called hydroxychloroquine. And because Donald Trump mentioned it, it became instant poison to the leftist mainstream media. And they found every single person they could look for to make this new promising medication look to be evil. After all, you can't have the President of the United States, a Republican, doing something positive to cure or at least ease the pain of this novel coronavirus pandemic. They wanted that to be a Democrat solution. In fact, when Donald Trump started saying good things about hydroxychloroquine, the left went batshit crazy, pun intended, and they made that drug out to be a bad thing. April transitioned into May, and people were weary of shutdowns and shut-ins, so the media had to find something else to distract us all. Enter Murder, murder hornets. hornets! Yes, boys and girls, Murder Hornets. Just as your grandma and grandpa fell for the phony energy crisis of 1973, Americans were now being fooled into thinking that angry hornets were coming to kill us kill all. all. Of course, it did not take long for some crafty reporters to make us realize that that was yet just another distraction and that these cicada-killing bugs were really no threats to us or our pets. So the story simply died. Clamoring for something else to blame on Donald Trump, now that their lies about the impeachment, their lies about COVID-19, and other stories were being revealed and reported by conservative media, the leftist mainstream media scoured police blotters and scanners and found their gem, their gold mine, their mother lord. A black criminal was killed by a white police officer. <gasps> Say it ain't so! Jackpot! An African-American criminal, drug-abusing, counterfeit-passing, high on fentanyl and methamphetamines, George Floyd, went into a grocery store and tried to pass fake American currency. And so the store called the cops on him. That's what you would expect the Cub Food Store to do. Just another criminal thug violating the law, right? Just another police call, an average day. So when the police arrived to question the criminal, George Floyd, the criminal decided to resist arrest. He fought with the policeman trying to put him into the police car. You know, the job the police are hired and trained to do, to take criminals off the streets. And when this thug criminal animal, George Floyd, who was high as a kite on fentanyl and other drugs, struggled and fought and resisted arrest and cried like a whiny little bitch that he wanted to not get into a police car, he got out and was subdued on the ground by police. Remember, this guy had enough drugs in him to light up a Christmas tree and lift a police car. So it wasn't just another normal apprehension of an average suspect. This man, the criminal George Floyd, was a wild animal, high on drugs, resisting, and fighting. And the police had to use a little more force than they would on an average criminal. And during the struggle, the thug criminal animal ceased to function, stopped breathing, 
and died on the streets of an overdose. Bingo. The media had something to report. A black man died at the hands of a white cop. Not unusual, right? Happens all the time, right? Right? Not. In fact, the number of black people killed by white cops is less than the number of white people killed by white cops or black cops or any cops for that matter. But the media had their new distraction from their failed impeachment attempts, their failed Russian collusion hoax. They played the death of a drug-addled criminal 24-7, sparking riots, protests, arsons, looting, and other acts of other animals behaving badly. And the more the animals rioted, the more the media coverage continued. They blamed it all on Donald Trump, for God's sake. Donald Trump the law and order president. Donald Trump, a president who had done more for the black community than the former black president, Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama did in eight years as president with gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden licking his boots. They blamed Donald Trump, a man who proposed and signed into law historic legislation on criminal justice reform, a president who led unprecedented economic growth, lowered unemployment numbers for black people to the lowest rates in recorded history. A president who raised the standard of living for all Americans, including and especially blacks and Latinos. He increased job participation rates for blacks to the highest levels ever. And yet the leftist controlled media in lockstep with their Democrat partners chose to honor the death of a criminal black thug who died of a drug overdose while he panicked in police custody. And they decided at that point to vilify every single police officer in America as part of their false narrative of so-called systemic racism. Sorry, that went on just a little bit long. So with murder hornets gone, impeachment gone, Russian collusion gone, and the COVID curves flattening like a boob job gone bad, and conservative news outlets reporting the fact that Joe Biden had actually done exactly what the Democrats blamed Trump for doing, you know, starting the Ukraine government using U.S. funds by threatening to withhold aid from the Ukraine for something he and his own son had concocted. Yeah, that and the fact that Hillary Clinton was due to appear in court very shortly to answer for a few of her many transgressions. Yes, boys and girls, with all of their fake narratives starting to come back to haunt them, the Democrats had to do something to keep Donald Trump from being reelected in a landslide, which is the way things were actually starting to look before they brought up the COVID debacle, and the George Floyd fake narrative. Yes, the leftists, the media, and others decided to promote and actually honor criminal thugs, acts of violence, murder, arson, looting, riots, and not-so-peaceful protesting as their only 24-hour-a-day story for the next few months. 
As Americans continued to grow weary of the shutdown, the lockdowns, the social distancing, and not being able to be Americans, do what Americans do on a daily basis, and with summer fast approaching, they began to parade Dr. Anthony Fauci on television again, warning people, don't go to the beach, you might catch or spread COVID. Don't go to church, you might catch or spread COVID. Don't go to bars and restaurants, you might catch or spread COVID. Don't go to Trump rallies, you might catch or spread COVID. Don't go to Sturgis, you might catch or spread COVID. Don't go to parties, don't go to the movies, don't go here, don't go there, don't go virtually anywhere. You might catch or spread COVID. But Dr. Fauci, what about catching COVID at riots or protests? We have no evidence that attending those types of events will cause you to catch or spread COVID. Give me a break. So, tired, worn out, and weary from the COVID-19 crap and the riot crap, the media needed to find something now to focus on that was slightly different as the summer of 2020 dragged on. They started their new narrative of, what about when schools reopen in the fall? Or, what about our precious football and basketball and baseball games? So, once again, they pulled Anthony Fauci out of the closet and onto the pitcher's mound some 60 feet away from the catcher at home plate to throw out the first pitch at a baseball game with almost no one in the stands. And of course, Anthony Fauci, standing 60 feet away, was wearing a magic mask on the pitcher's mound, 60 feet away from the catcher. Now remember, boys and girls, 60 feet is 10 times the distance that they want you to socially distance yourself from others. Moments later, Fauci was seen with two other people in the stands, and they were not wearing a magic mask. The big question I have on the magic mask is, was, and continues to be, if a magic mask will protect you from me, and will protect me from you, and protect you from the waitress, and protect the waitress from you, I could go on with this all day, then why do we have to stay six feet away from each other? The mask is supposed to work, right? It's magic. Otherwise, why the hell do we need to wear it? And if the magic mask, according to Fauci's faux pas reversal, is the end-all, be-all, total protection from COVID-19, then why do we have to shut down the economy and all of these businesses? If the mask is the answer, then all businesses should be allowed to open. And everyone would have to wear a mask. Question asked, never, ever answered. Jumping to August, after months and months of civil unrest, or um, uh, peaceful protesting, that is, or as I call it, anarchy, riots, looting, assault, murder, battery, assault, again, and assault, and assault, and destruction of property. After months and months and months, they're still trying to blame this mess on Donald Trump, who has called for law and order, who has threatened to and even sent federal forces to quell the violence in some of these cities. And they bitched about that. After all of this, they still try to blame it all on Donald Trump, the law and order president. And the left still, in August, was calling this peaceful protesting. Even after seeing night after night after night on their own mainstream media, Fires, destruction, assault, battery, attacks on innocent restaurant diners, 
carjackings, pulling people from cars and beating them. Even after all of that, the left and their willing accomplices in the mainstream media continued to call this peaceful protesting. But their tune changed when Don Limon of CNN pointed out to his 97 viewers that Americans were not buying the peaceful protest BS anymore and that the polling numbers were not looking good for their side. So suddenly, with a fresh teleprompter, mopey, gropey, dopey Joe Biden actually admitted that it was not peaceful protesting. After the deaths of police officers in ambushes, assaults of thousands of American citizens in the streets, because of their systemic racism lie, and after being schooled by one of their own, Don Limon, they had to change their song. We need something to energize our base, so let's announce the presidential running mate for gropey Joe Biden, the Democrats said. Let's pick the woman who had the absolute worst approval rating during our Democrat debates when some two dozen candidates were still vying to be the new Democrat presidential nominee. Let's pick the woman with the worst numbers, the lowest approval rating, a woman who claimed to be African-American, but her own parents admit she is not. Let's pick a revolutionary radical leftist who embraces Marxism, communism, and socialism all in the same breath. A woman who hangs with the likes of Bernie Sanders, Alexandria Ocasio Horseface Cortez, and will put her on the ticket with this senile old dementia patient. That way, when we lose, we can call Republicans mean-spirited and say that they were racist and they were age discriminators. That way, when we lose, we really haven't lost anything because the two candidates we're pushing really suck to begin with. But we can use the death of the criminal black thugs to raise millions of dollars for our war chest just in case. And we'll divert funds from the Black Lives Matter movement directly to the DNC. And people are too stupid to do the research to realize that that is a fact. And then there were a few hurricanes and tropical storms to distract a few of us. But the theme is the same. Because Joe Biden actually said if he is elected, there will be fewer fires in the West and fewer hurricanes in the East. And the people cheered. Stupid sheeple. I could go on and on and on, but this edition of the Truth Hurts program is now at its logical end. Make it a great day, everyone, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Thank you for listening. We hope that this presentation has enlightened you to the things that may have been hidden from you. This is where we bring darkness to light, turn fiction into reality, and exercise our First Amendment right to free speech. Here is where the double standard is exposed and displayed for all to see. We sincerely hope that we've helped you to open your eyes to what's going on in the real world. The Truth Hurts program is produced at Studio 63 in Bayou Country, in affiliation with Steve Knight Productions. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. No animals were harmed in the making of this program. It is fact. It is real. It is truth. 
and sometimes the truth hurts.